Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Season three. Episode five. Episode five. I think that's right. Welcome yeah. to the Kevin and Philip Project. Hey, by the way, I just saw this the other day. Have you heard that there's not going to be a nativity scene in Washington, D.C. this year? Haven't heard it. Supreme Court ruled there cannot be a nativity scene on Capitol Hill this season because it's not for any religious reasons. They just simply have not been able to find three wise men in the nation's capital. Oh, then that's something. I was going to say this has been going on a long time because they've had that um, you know, satanic one down in Oklahoma at the state capitol that they've never been able to take down because of the Get one up, you got to have the other. So, anyway, what's the big week? What happened this week for you? Well, let's jump into some football. I'd be interested in your take on some things that happened over the weekend. You wanna you wanna talk about the uh, almost meltdown in Lawrence Saturday? You know what's embarrassing? Uh, my kid, I was I was actually off on a trip, and I could not. This is I, I was walking down a beach, and I actually said to Lisa. Can you believe that we're walking down a beach and I'm so miserable over this game that I can't even enjoy the beach? And I said, I don't know why we're fans. It's just dry. It's ridiculous. Then we go into a place and there's some people in there that are just going crazy because Syracuse beating Virginia Tech at the end of the game. And she said, well, see, it's not just us. It's all over the United States. You get these teams that, you know – very frustrating. Lincoln Riley took KU so lightly that last Monday, boys almost laughing in a, in his press conference um, last Sunday about uh, KU's coming up, so we're not even practicing on Monday. Gave the boys off Monday, no practice. Did he really? Yes, kind of embarrassed. That's and I told wow. Lisa, I go, how bad do you think it would have been had they went ahead and lost? But basically, took the week as a as as an off week. Yeah, how'd that turn out for you? They looked absolutely horrendous in the first half, um, and you know what it was. You take a bunch of guys that don't know how, don't uh, don't have their mind on playing a football game. That's how you end up with about ten penalties in the first half. There was all mind penalties. You're not even in the game. Don't even care. Think that you won just because you showed up. Um, and you know what? That's how they won because. Uh, Jimmy's and Joe's beat the X's and O's, I yep. can say, and that's what happened. And uh, um, they just out-athleted them in the end, but they didn't. They certainly didn't outplay Kansas. Kansas' quarterback looked playable on that day. But anyway, it's embarrassing. It should have been 70 to nothing, just like it was. What, what did Texas Tech have Kansas down, like 42 to nothing at one point? Uh, multiple other people, or, something yeah, horrible something, yeah. like that. Uh, for Oklahoma to come in and just treat it like it was a joke game is embarrassing to the whole program. And is that the way you saw it? <laughs> I mean, that's just. Well, I didn't see it, and I'll tell you why I didn't see it. So they played at the same time K-State played Saturday yep. morning. Um, Here you are getting people fired. Well, yeah. Isn't Got another something? one fired. Yeah. yeah. Apparently losing to K-State is now a yeah, fireable get offense. Fireable that's offense. where we are right now. But, uh, <laughs> no, I had a minor meltdown on Twitter after the first quarter of K-State's game against Texas Tech Saturday. So, I decided it was best that I walked away from the TV and from my Twitter account for a while. Um, yep. Fortunately, as, as we know, K-State did come back and win the game. I don't think it really changes any of my meltdown as far as what I saw, but uh, I did not see. I saw it was ten nothing at halftime. That was I was out doing some stuff because, the, like I said, the, I OU, to the KU OU game, game yeah. right, right. So that I did not see any of the game. Other it was than maybe another the first couple, last couple horribly minutes. low possession game. Um, I think again we only had three possessions in the first half, and if you you get limited to three possessions then you've got to be flawless and score on every Correct. possession or else it's going to be those kind of ball games. But I've never seen a year where any school that I can think of has been through so many games and had less possessions and still win the ball games with 
I mean, we talked about it after the Nebraska game. We had three possessions in the first half. We thought K-State, that's what they did yep. so well, three possessions in the first half. KU, but what it is, penalties and our defense cannot get off the field. Same problem we've had for 20 years. So, yep. what's new? Well, uh, K-State's kind of in the same boat there. Um, the penalties were very frustrating. I mean, the one thing that a Bill Snyder coach team always did, and for the next – half a century you're going to get if you're coaching at k-state you're going to get compared yep. to bill snyder so oh, yeah. the the thing that k-state teams under bill snyder always is they did never beat themselves they yep. didn't do the turnovers they didn't have the stupid penalties especially the penalties at the wrong time they were very disciplined yep. doesn't mean they had the best athletes on the field but they weren't going to beat themselves you had to go out and beat them this team and this coaching staff doesn't give a shit about any of that yeah it's whatever. I'm not kidding you. So stupid. I mean, this the, the game started as bad as it possibly could have went. So against Iowa State, Iowa State scored on the first play from scrimmage. I mean, I guess at least we held them to two plays before they scored. But they score in two plays. Yeah. Kick the ball off. We return the kickoff, fumble it. They pick up the ball. It was a little bit of a drive. I think it was five or six plays maybe with one stupid 15-yard penalty mixed in there for them to score again. We get the ball back, down 14 nothing, and I don't remember if it was the first or second play from scrimmage on that drive. The, one of the offensive linemen is coming around, dragging around to, to go out and lead uh, blocking, and Skylar Thompson steps on the guy's foot and falls down, but it looks like he hurts his knee again. So I'll – we're down 14 nothing, and we might have just lost our quarterback again. So <laughs> it was not looking good. It was about as bad of a start as you can get. But uh, I just – it drives me crazy. We just don't have the talent on this team to overcome these mistakes. So we have to, nope. have to clean it up. But I will tell you one thing I did see in this game. What turned this game around was a play. I don't know if you, if you saw the safety we got on them. No. If you have a chance, you should go watch this, just this one play. This it was the first. I think it was the first series of the second half for Tech. Um, they had been pinned down to about the one yard line, and um, one of our uh, defensive players was uh, after they snapped the ball. Felix Anaduki Azuma is his name. He literally just blows through the offensive line with a guy that he's dragging, who was holding, by the way, and they didn't call it and drills the running back right at the goal line for the safety. That that was ultimately what turned the game around. That was a hell of a play by that guy. He's literally dragging the offensive lineman as he's going through there to, to get the tackle. So, cool play. Um, definitely the play of the game. And then uh, the other one was probably uh, <laughs> our kicker was probably our MVP. We had a situation where um, he we got a stupid 15-yard penalty. So he's kicking off from the 20, bombs a kick. We stop him at like the 22-yard line. Oh, but hey, that, we get another penalty. We had a guy that was three yards in front of the kickoff when he kicked it. So they back <laughs> him up another five yards and do it again. So what's he do? He kicks it another five yards deeper than he did the first time, and then we stop him about the 23-yard line when they thought they were probably going to have the ball around midfield. So. It's not good when your kicker's the the player of the game, probably. No, I, I again, our player of the game was was uh, Caleb Williams, the new quarterback. He he did the right things at the right time to pull it off, and it looked like he's he's your guy that you say he's the most talented guy on the field. And and uh, it, the way we're playing right now, he's got to go win the ball game for you. And he so far, do you know it's the first time Oklahoma's been an eight and zero since two thousand four. Two years before I even moved to Salina, I haven't been eight, haven't been eight and zero before. Read the Daily hmm. Oklahoman tomorrow. Uh, you'd think we're zero and eight. Yeah, I guarantee you. It's, it's, I haven't been down there this week the, to listen to the, talk the fan radio. base. The everything. The, but I'm telling you, there's there's no fun in watching a ball game. Here's here's uh, just time of possession type stuff. Uh, Kansas kicks. We gets the ball first first quarter. We never see the ball until the five minute mark course give it back to them with three minutes two minutes they they hold us in two minutes we had a couple penalties end up with a long like fourth and 15 or something just so we don't go for it give them the ball back we never see the ball again until the 11 minute mark in the second quarter <laughs> you talk about frustrating yeah. it will absolutely drive yeah. me nuts watching the football game now 
I was since we're talking football and people say we should be more controversial. I can say something controversial that uh, might get people a little fired up. Oh boy, Let's there hear is it. something wrong with Patrick Mahomes, and I think it starts at home. And I think it starts with a big pocket full of money. Uh, I'm telling you, whenever you see a guy, uh, and I'm going to get into this. Something has something's not right with the Chiefs right now. That's for yep. sure. He's definitely not playing like the Patrick Mahomes yep. we saw last year. By any now, he still has good numbers, passing for over 2,000 yards already and everything. But you're going to tell me that he has the same intensity and drive as Tom Brady, which no one else does either. No. Yeah. But that's what they were comparing him to a year ago and two years ago. Is here comes our next Tom Brady. Right. It better change quick, <laughs> or he's not going to be your next Tom Brady. There's been a lot of people that's going to be the next Tom Brady, and he's the next one in line to be that guy. But he's got to get, to me, these outside distractions, and I'm talking about his brother, his wife. Why are they traveling to all road games and down on the field and acting a fool, and he has to answer at every press conference about his own family? That's Those things would dr drive me nuts if I, I was the here. first thing he's got to do is his brother and his wife have to lose the social media accounts if they're going to continue doing what they're doing it, you wouldn't think that would be that difficult when he's funding their life if that's right. what we want to say right. but um i always thought that too with donald trump I always thought all we gotta do is take away this guy's twitter account right but nobody did so it's not patrick that's doing it no it's but the outside is, influences yeah. has to affect you oh, in absolutely. some way I, mean, I will just, say this. I will say this about the Chiefs, and and I'm not going to blame Patrick Mahomes 100% of this. I, I definitely agree that he's different. I definitely agree there's something going on there. I, I think the Chiefs got lucky and got by with, in my opinion, I would say average receivers with yep. him. I mean, he they don't have an elite wide receiver. I don't care what you say. Tyreek Hill is not a, well, an elite wide receiver. And Kelsey's not a wide receiver, although he has numbers like a wide Correct. receiver. But at this but point, run... you can shut Kel – if, if Kelsey's going to be – I mean, last year he was the one that did the damage. Yep. So, I mean, he was – I mean, up there, was he leading the league at, in receiving yards as a tight end? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Um, so you could shut him down and say, hey, you know what, you're going to have to beat me somewhere else. And the Chiefs don't have that right now. All the no. – I mean, Mahomes' stats look very horrible. There's a lot of balls that are hitting the receivers in the hands that they're not catching, and they're tipped and they end up in, in the defensive back's hands. I would be interested to see what they could do if they could get a tight end, but or I'm sorry, a, an elite receiver, but I don't – they got to go spend some money on defense. This is literally I, – I think this is the worst professional football league defense I have ever watched. Ever. <laughs> ever. That's – they're bad. They're not good. And they really looked bad yesterday. And then I really thought, uh, you know, here we are late in the game, and they say that uh, – you don't bring in, I guess, when you're that far behind. But when he almost got his head taken off, that scared me to death. You, I thought he almost got he's, – he's out. You No, he's good. Well, I know, but I thought he's you can't, knocked oh, out. Oh, correct. You, yeah. You cannot tell me he did not have a concussion there. Oh, when that, when that camera zero in on oh, his yeah, face, even, don't even know it looked like at. his eyes were rolled up in the back of his head, and he sat there and stared at the ground for 15 seconds. Well, I tell you, Couldn't weeks, even walk off the field. No, four people have to help him off. A few weeks ago, whenever his brother and his wife were up in the stands in Baltimore, um, and then his brother started throwing water, and it went viral, whatever, yep. throwing water on the Baltimore fans. And then he answered back and said, well, y'all didn't know that, that we were getting harassed at the game. Really? You're in Baltimore, or you're anywhere as an away person, and your brother's tick-tocking on the field, and you don't think he's going to get harassed? Yeah. So then a few weeks later in Washington last week, whenever he's down Giselle there Giselle doesn't on, get harassed. Giselle doesn't get harassed. <laughs> and if she does, it's not brought up during a, a press conference <laughs> yeah. that Tom has to answer. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, but then at at, um, at Washington when he was down there dancing yeah. on the guy's on number, whatever, number, which yeah. is fine, but he has to apologize. Do you know where he was yesterday? Right back down on the field, yep. dancing for Tennessee at Tennessee. You mean you can't take a week off? Patrick, you can't say you're going to have to stay home this week. No. He's 21 <laughs> years old. And how old is Patrick? Probably 26, yeah, 25, whatever. Yeah, 20, yeah, that's probably right. 25, 26, Isn't there a yeah. day that you tell your little brother, yeah. stay home, watch the game Chill. at home, have yeah. friends? Have I don't know. It might be worse if he's watching the game at home, free reign to TikTok all he wants. So. Yeah, I, I, doing it on the field. But, you know, even the Chiefs themselves, 
Yeah, have I you, can't believe. How many yeah. times do you see people's families putting on a performance down on the field? I've, you would never hear that of Tom yep. Brady. You'd never hear that of. I mean, just go down the list. You wouldn't right. hear it. The Chiefs need I've to never cut heard that of, crap of anybody. out. No. I can't think of anybody in the NFL that I've that I've heard about. And They're I get it. Wide. We're going to hear this a little bit more because we're in the Kansas City market. But yep. uh, I've never heard of any NFL player that's got a brother and, and those sort of things. And, and a wife things that hanging he's out on the sidelines so. and everything. But, hey, speaking of that, speaking of Tom Brady real quick, I want to throw this out there. Have you had – I think we talked about this last week, but have you had an opportunity to watch – the Monday Night Football with Peyton and Eli. Yeah, you talked about it last week, and so I watched some of the highlights of it. They're hilarious. That is, Those if you guys, guys, if you're a football fan, yep, and you haven't watched it, you need to go watch it. So on Monday nights, ESPN has Monday Night Football, and then on ESPN two, they also show the game there, but they have Eli and Peyton <laughs> um, talking. I guess yeah. is the best way. And then each quarter, they have a guest that comes on. Uh, it is pure gold. I mean, number one, you've got two of the best quarterbacks of our generation sitting there talking. The Who's? insight they give you <laughs> on in a football game, the psychology of what's going on, the plays, and what they're looking for is information like I've personally never heard. But the yep. best part is, is, and I love Peyton Manning. I think he's so damn funny. And so, like, last night, Brady was on there. And those two guys, and I love when those two get together – they were just giving each other crap the whole time. It's a mix of the best football knowledge you've ever heard with some really good comedy that'll keep you laughing yeah, the entire time. So are. if you have not watched it, you should definitely check it out next time you have an opportunity to do so. And thank goodness those guys waited. Uh, during the career of Peyton, he was on TV. He's on some commercials quite a few. Really picked it up when he retired. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eli's, I don't remember. Probably in the New York, in the New York uh, media, he probably had television. Show, you know, whatever. Yep. Did some, did some things for a car lot or whatever. Um, today's age, these kids are getting in there like Mayfield. He does. He's as much time on commercials as he is on. And Mahomes is getting that. These younger guys, the media influence has takes them over, and I think it yeah. takes away from their football. Um, it, it can definitely keep them distracted for sure. I feel like it does, and they make so much money doing it that it's uh, it's almost like maybe that's as important to them as the football game is, and they're they're never going to reach their potential if you don't put your. I mean, I just think that if you're you you can't be a great both at the same right. time. If you're going to do something, do something great, and if you want to do the other, do it whenever <laughs> you get out, like Eli and Peyton and many others yeah. i don't see brady on a ton of stuff no and he could be everywhere if he wanted to be you know what i you're not gonna have another tom brady I, I shouldn't say you're not going to. it's going to be rare i mean that the work ethic that guy has the stuff that we've all heard about him doing i just think in this day and age i, I think that that is going to be very rare if you're ever going to see well, is that it again. even fair to compare a guy with him i mean you you, you, no. so you you're a kansas city chief fan you can say pack mahomes is great Hey, chill your horses until you <laughs> wait ten years from now and tell me if he's if he's right. Tom Brady because yeah. that's a tall tale. Yeah, it's uh, you know, uh, we've we've had this conversation before. I, I'm getting off track here a little bit. I struggle with this because I would tell you the best quarterback that I've ever watched in my generation and in, in the NFL is probably Peyton Manning yeah, to me. I think so, too. But why would I say that? Because when I sit back and think of all the things that Tom Brady has done, like his career stats, everything he's done in NFL, there I, I doubt there's a category that Peyton beats him in. I doubt it. So you got to say Tom Brady's got to be the best. But You for sometimes some think these ways, like what if you would have put Brady on the new – I mean – Peyton, Peyton on the New England right. team. What if? You yeah, know, and I say that all the time. What if, you'd have, what if Barry Sanders would have had right. the offensive line that Emmitt Smith had yeah. in Dallas? Yeah. You know? He'd still be but playing. The best is. players that ever played in Detroit quit, though. And there, that's another discussion that we're going to have about. Matt Stafford left. Yeah. Thankfully left, yeah. you know. And now he's having great numbers. Hey. Turned his career around to leave. Goff finally helped the Rams win a game. Well, <laughs> he should have left – uh, Matthew Stafford should have left five years ago because he's he's such a great player. He could have been a Hall of Fame player 
had he not played for the Detroit organization. And so same thing in Cincinnati with Joe Burrows. Yeah. If in three years they don't start now, and they are good this right, year, they're starting they're way to better. Come around, yeah. So maybe I, that's maybe that's a moot point. But if they were to go back to being the cheap, the right. terrible, whatever, um, in four years when his contract comes up, start talking about getting out of here. Why would you yep. stay somewhere? Did you know I read? Did I say this to you the other day about the indoor facility in Cincinnati? Have I told you this? Mm-mm. Cincinnati is the only NFL team with no indoor facility. They're so cheap. That's how cheap they are. The University of Cincinnati has one, and two high schools in Cincinnati <laughs> have, have indoor facilities for their football. The only team in the north that does not have an indoor facility. And you hear the guys that's played for them in the past, they'll say, you can't believe they charge us for drinks. They do. I mean, it's the, it's the cheapest organization ran in the world. So, your boroughs and things aren't better now. They look decent right now, but uh, – I got I got Who one knows? more sports thing before we'll move on from the sports here, and that is I saw something interesting on a bulletin board. I want I want to get your thoughts. So this goes back to the whole realignment. I had this saved up a couple of, a podcast or two ago. We didn't talk about it, but uh, on the KU bulletin board, this comment was made by a gentleman whose whose uh, nickname is KM eighty one Hawk, and it said. KU basketball is a bigger brand than any Big Ten football program, and it's not really close besides Michigan. What do you think about that comment? You ever heard of Ohio State or Penn State? Ohio State, State, Penn State might have something to say about that. Ohio State, I I believe, has got smokes them. Ohio State, by far, is one of the biggest names in history of college football. Um, That just kind of gives you the mindset of some – some people. KU fan, yeah. <laughs> With he's, the whole Big Ten. He's got some serious uh, egos. I, mean, I, I, I guess it depends on what you call brand, but, I mean, yeah. money-wise, oh, even oh, the worst oh, football oh, programs oh, make more money than the best basketball right. programs. So. You, well, you, yeah, you go up there and go, well, Illinois football probably makes more money than KU basketball. Well, here's though, I mean, I, I, I would not KU basketball. I'd love to have been them myself. But yep, absolutely. You're sure as hell not Ohio State. No. There's so, one other thing in sports, if we don't talk about it, sports anymore. It's Is it a surprise to you who we fi- find in the World Series? Uh, yes. I thought it was going to be Dodgers, Giants, one of those two. or I thought the Rays would be there. I thought, I thought the Rays, too. Good. And then when the Red Sox were playing so well, I thought, well, they'll probably pull right through this thing. So here you go with Houston and Atlanta and all South World Series. Got, yep. got to – at least it'll be warm. Everywhere they're at, I saw I saw a map, a picture, an image of a map today on uh, Twitter. I think it was had a picture of the United States and said who everybody in the United States is rooting for, and everything was blue with a big A over where Atlanta is for the Braves, and then there was a little asterisk over the yeah. <laughs> over Houston. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty. That's funny. probably true. So that's I I, I, mean, I would definitely be a. Atlanta fan now what a good year this could be for the state of Georgia they get to decide who was the president then they get to get it they got the all-star game taken away from them because of voter suppression remember right. that but now they're going to turn around and have the we're not going to play the we're, we're going to make them play outside of the state because of it uh, <laughs> but anyway we're going to go so we're going to have the world series now yeah. there and uh, and Georgia is the number one football team in the country, and I think by far they could have the World Series winners and the national champions in the same year. Be a kind of a neat deal. Yeah, I don't think the Hawks it, are going to go that the far. Braves the Braves just Falcons. gave the MLB a big middle finger. Yes, I think it's hilarious. So. Yeah, took the All Star game from them. Well, hey, we haven't talked politics in a while. Let's get into politics for a couple minutes, and then uh, we're going to move on to something else that's that's kind of in your wheelhouse. That's kind of interesting, but. Uh, um, couple things we haven't talked about. I'll, I'll start. Um, it's been a little while since we've talked about this. But, uh, you know, they've been trying to pass this infrastructure bill yep. here recently. And I, I was doing a little bit of digging, a little reading on that, just kind of seeing what's going on. Not that I'm going to read the whole damn thing because I don't have all that time to do that. But buried in that bill, there is money set aside to establish a pilot program as they say it, to demonstrate a national motor vehicle per mile user fee. Oh my Have you God, heard about no. this at all? I mean, we pay sales tax about on it. a per vehicle. Man, I would be screwed. I, would go, I drive lots of miles. We pay sales tax on the vehicle and purchase it. Yep. We pay tag fees. Every Here gallon in Kansas, of gas we, we pay. pay property tax. 
And then we have the, yeah, we have the. Uh, About 35 the, to 40 cents a gallon for the, taxes. The fuel tax. Fuel yeah. tax, so, yeah. And now they're looking at a mileage tax. Oh, my like, God. Like, where, where is this going to end? I thought that was that was an interesting one. Um, the other one we haven't talked about much yet is the uh, this whole uh, trying to pass. Uh, Tracking the $600 tracking, bank Yeah, accounts. any, any uh, transactions over $600 on a bank account. Do you know what? kind of overhead that's going to cause to a bank like i gotta think that 90 plus percent of their transactions would be 600 dollars or over who who has a checking account that doesn't have over 600 dollars in it yeah i mean my daughter is 14 yeah yeah. so that means ever basically 99.9 percent of all checking accounts would be tracked um it's the biggest overreach of government <laughs> power, and I mean, you, you we keep saying that the overreach and the over. The, this one's as bad as it gets. Um, you know what they're what they're trying to do is they're they're chasing the uh, so-called cheaters of the, you know mm-hmm. this give auditors an easier way to track when they come in and audit you. So you know what's going to happen to I don't know what the number would be, but say high income people of over four hundred thousand is the number they always like. Right. To try. Every one of them would get audited. Yeah, yearly. I mean, we just—you'd have to hire thousands and thousands of auditors to go around the country to audit all these people who make. Yeah. And then, can you imagine sitting down with every six hundred dollar transaction you make as a as a high earner? It's a it, the bank itself. It's a joke for us. It's a and, joke. And I promise you, the people that are are trying to skirt the rules, which is what they're trying to stop, are going to find another way to skirt the rules. Yeah. Like. Well, they're not your four hundred thousand earners. That's your multi hundred million earners right. that skirt it more than well, a guy that's out there. Small business owners, you know, if depend on how they're set up as an S corp or whatever C corp or an S corp, you could say you're a four hundred thousand earner and make eighty five thousand dollars a year. It's yep. uh, it's yeah. It's, no, that's what I mean. Well, they'll find a way. It's but pitiful to me. Nothing. You know, I think about the last uh, the po- last political campaign and presidential campaign and all that nothing quite says we're lying our ass off quite like saying we're going after the rich and then wanting to know everyone's bank account activity is over six hundred dollars yeah like that's uh not really what we're going for there so um the the biden white house of course they say that the that they would like to boost the irs budget by 80 billion over the next 10 years and they think with the way that they would fund this is all these cheaters that they're supposedly right. going to find and they're indicating that they could find up to as much as 460 billion over the next decade which is, i don't know where they come up with these numbers at if you know people are cheating then go get them now they don't have I the mean, people your, to audit the rules they have right now let alone adding ridiculous. the workload to them so well it, it is <laughs> ridiculous here's ridiculous so um Pisaki, this was probably a month ago. She was on a press conference, and they were talking about increases in taxes, and therefore increases in prices and everything else. And uh, when she was asked about it, she said that it is unfair and absurd that companies would increase costs for consumers in response to us taxing them more. <laughs> Those were her exact words. That's how smart they are. None of them's ever so, ran a business or so anything. So you're telling me if a, if a restaurant brings in $10,000 a month and you raise their taxes to the point where their costs are now $12,000 a month, that they're going to just lose $2,000 a month and be yeah. okay with that? Yeah, just be tickled to death about it. I thought, I mean, that, that shows you how... Out of touch of reality. There you go. I've told you before that one time my brother was working for the governor and he... Uh, he was uh, drove him everywhere. You know, he's just kind of his bodyguard and drove him and yep. traveled with him and everything. So he got to know the governor fairly decent. And uh, and I like this governor. Uh, he's the governor of Oklahoma. Frank Keating was his name. He's actually got up high enough that President Bush almost invited him to be his vice president prior to um, the guy that shoots Dan everybody. Quinn. Oh, <laughs> oh, the other Bush. Yeah, uh, young Bush. Uh, geez, I could see him. Halliburton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Cheney, Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. So, but but Keating was in the line, you know, to be the. But but Keating's strong Catholic. A lot of his, you know, he's really follows the Catholic. Yeah. You know, pro-choice, all that kind of stuff. No, not against that. But anyway, 
My brother's driving him around one day, and he says, and this is how out of touch people are, and this is the governor of Oklahoma. Okay. He says, I don't understand why these guys all have pickup trucks. What in the world would they need a pickup truck for? <laughs> in Oklahoma, and my brother said that he almost just Maybe slammed the brakes Boston. on. Or, or yeah, L.A. Why all these? I, he says, I just don't get it why all these guys are driving pickup trucks. My brother goes, and you're the governor of Oklahoma. Yeah. My God. Yeah, are you out of touch? That's how out of touch all of our politicians oh, they, they in Washington, D.C. Yeah. So out of touch, they don't even know why you, you know, just it's frustrating to know that they're that out of touch. Yep. Well, let's let I don't want to talk too much about local politics. Um, we, we do have some elections coming up here in a couple weeks or shit, a week. Yeah, um, November 2nd. Can you believe it's almost November? Yeah, it's crazy. So I will just say this. If you are here in Salina, Saline County, you're planning on voting, you do not know what direction you're going to vote or who you're going to vote for, I would suggest going to ksal.com and checking some things out. They've actually done some really, really good things. I, I don't remember them ever doing it to this magnitude. I know they've had can or people that are campaigning to run for offices here and there, just a quick interview type of thing. But they're doing candidate kind of forums where they're they have a lot of question and answer. Um, they are doing some interviews. Um, they had a debate on the air, which actually got pretty comical at one point with. Uh, this whole yes/no vote thing and uh, voting for this ordinance that they're trying to pass. So, if you're not sure where you want to go, uh, what what you want to vote for, go check it out before you go vote because there's some really good information out there. And I I want to thank. And is it on their website? It is on their website. Find? Yep, you'll have to dig a little bit. They're posting. I them tried every to day, find it. I uh, tried to find a little today, and I just saw they posted today just just uh, about the yes/no vote. You know, yep. uh, and what it entails and it was just an opinion sheet didn't didn't go one way or the other said it was an opinion but didn't really give an opinion just yeah. kind of described here's what you want for yes and here's what you want for no well i can and, i can go and post some things tonight on on the on the facebook page but uh it, there i think it was yesterday morning they had an on-air debate with clark sanders so clark sanders was the moderator uh they had kevin who's on the yes side and he's the one that's been instrumental in putting the ordinance together and, and all that kind of stuff. Is it Clark one of our state reps yes. now? Yeah. So okay. th that's where it got a little comical. So then on the no side, they had oh, uh, our friend, uh, one of our ex-mayors, oh, Blanchard, was on there on okay. the no side. And he doesn't have anything to do with this group. They just asked for him to be the spokesperson on this debate. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Um, he he kind of lit Clark up a little bit. Um, at the very beginning, Clark was asking a question. He shut him, and Blanchard shut him down real quick and said that you're the moderator of the debate. Who am I debating here? Am I debating you or am I debating him? And Clark did – I thought he did a pretty good job. Uh, after that, I don't know if it would have changed without him getting getting blasted there at the beginning. But uh, it got a little interesting at the end when Blanchard kind of went off on him. And then Clark's like, do you think I was unfair during this debate? And, he, of course, he didn't have an answer. I just – I just hate listening to Blanchard. I just can't deal with his voice. <laughs> I feel like I should vote against whatever he's pitching because <laughs> he just drives me absolutely crazy. But anyway, I want to say I want to thank KSAL for, for what they've doing. I hope they continue doing this moving forward because it's really good information for people, and, and they're not just voting because they see a sign, and hopefully they look and, and listen. And they're about 20, 30 minutes each. Uh, we've got the big school board election. We obviously got the three city commissioners. We've got this yes/no ordinance. So if if you want to make a difference in the local community, I mean, I think this personally, I think this is where you can make the biggest difference from too. a political standpoint is voting in your local elections. Um, so so please go check that out. KSAL. KSAL.com. All right, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Hey, do you do you ever talk about generations to the different generations that we've we've uh, dealt with and, and it's you know what would our parents be called the boomers right yep and then our group my group anyway from like 65 to 80 was called generation x and you know the boomers are actually they're close to retirement right almost all of them are close to retirement age because the beginning and the end of the boomers age is about like 55 to 64 you was born in 64 you're now 55 years old you're within five to ten years of retirement 
a lot of them have got out on some of these early outs and people a lot of yep. we got a lot of more younger um uh retirees and then and then from there the next generation is the generation x and the millennials and then this latest generation the generation z who are the younger ones now that are sort of like these kids that are dancing on the sideline right the, <laughs> the generation z kids are yeah uh, a uh, a very much um social media driven all about me driven this whole thing well we've we've looked at this uh we, we haven't ever talked about this, what has happened and affected our kids as far as the uh, pandemic went on. What happened when the schools were shut down? Right. You know, we went for a year with the schools shut down, but not during a recession. It's actually just come because, um, and, and people staying home from work. Right. Not because of a recession. There was, Correct. I mean, matter of fact, it semi-causing a recession yep. now, but it was all due to a pandemic. Right. In past recessions, Anytime you had a recession, the the biggest majority of the workforce who were laid off went back and got future further training Correct. in something new. Correct. A new skill level. You know, I remember back years ago, we had a Wrangler plant in our area, and the Wrangler plant moved jeans? to Mexico. Wrangler jeans. Okay. And so it, it moved to Mexico. But as a part of retraining these hundreds of people, mm -hmm. they all went back to Votech. A lot of them went back to college. They took other jobs. Someone went to welding school, CNC school. Just, I mean, it's a whole different skill that they were having right. to learn. But that's what they did during this time. During the pandemic, you 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 weren't able to go back to school. Right. This wasn't. I mean, it's it's not the same situation. So anyway, Express, the company that that um, I own and part of, has put together a whole panel and a poll and did a thing all over the United States about the generation and what has happened with these skills gaps and the amount of people that were have been out of work and the mental issues that have come up and the yep. the uh, the lack of training. And you take – we were already short mechanics, welders, CNC machinists, you name it, all the way to pilots. Uh, you know, right. you see the pilot yeah, shortage the board, now. Yeah. It's across the board. And we've, we put ourselves during the pandemic in a situation where now that they say in this generation, they're going to call the lost generation. Yep. And it's, and it feels that way in a lot of ways. Now, all these polls we've taken, we've talked about how long is it going to take us to catch up? Well, it's a tough deal to catch up whenever you're a whole year out of right. away from training that you could have been in the, even just the soft skills that people learn by being in school have been lost. And then yeah. I don't know if you've, seen or heard about younger kids having more mental mm -hmm. or you know these these problems i believe that staying home from school for a year unintended consequences of it are it's put america behind the eight ball for years to come i think just by taking one year off it's like putting a pause on you know, on a society for a year and boom, here we go. Now, I was looking at La Casita yesterday. Wrote, yeah, I just saw that. I mean, and, the, the, and this is one of thousands and thousands and thousands across America. We're closing down for a little while because we don't have the employees. Right. We don't have, you know, the 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 gross domestic product numbers are down so far because we can't find the people to fill them. I keep hearing, and I haven't seen this. I want to fly out there and witness it myself, but... All the the ships and the things that are setting offshore that mm -hmm. are, aren't able to be unloaded because we don't have the ability to even unload them or get them places. Right. So, where are we going to go with all this? And Express itself has sounded these bells for years that we've got a gap. You know, this gap and this push of. And I love Mike Rowe because Mike Rowe goes into every kid is not suited for college. You know? Right. And there's so many wonderful, great jobs out there, there that is. you could get lightly skilled. Go to Votech. Go to go to a two-year school or something, and everybody doesn't have to have a four-year degree to become successful. And Ro Mike Rowe will take you around and show you all these different uh, places that you can go to work. And I'm telling you that that push to go to college, in my mind, um, has not been a good thing for America. It's, I think that's changing, though. So I, I, ho I hope so, too, because there's so many guys like Rowe that have shown you there's such great opportunities out there for you. So... One of the guys who I, I think he runs the foundation basically for Salina Area Technical College um, is a member of Ambux and, and spoke at Ambux. Oh, it's probably been a couple of months ago now about what they're doing out there at, at the technical college here in Salina. And 
their enrollment is higher. It's way up. Yep. I mean, there. I think there's a few different reasons. They've done a lot of cool things at the campus. They're offering a lot more cool stuff than they used to. But to your point, I think they're introducing kids a little bit earlier to some of these trades. In high school, you can do some of this stuff. I was actually just talking to an ex-principal um, for one of the high schools here in town over the weekend. And at this point, you can you can walk out of high school with an associate's degree yep. or with a, a trade certificate yep. um, and not even really have to go to college. And if you do it through the high school, through the programs they have with some of the scholarships and stuff, yeah, <laughs> it's a few hundred bucks or a few thousand dollars depending on yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, I think I, I know of multiple kids, but like uh, – my son, Hal, I think he already had like 12 hours before he ever right. started. And he could have done more if he'd have, yep. we'd have, if we'd have known a little bit better and studied yep. a little better. But And that was my conversation with him was around how do we get this information, yeah, information out there? Because we didn't um, really know. Now, once you have one kid, I can push it to my second absolutely. one. Absolutely. My third one, right. I'm going to have her. And that was my, that was my conversation with him. I have one kid. So I haven't gone through this before. Yep. I'm looking for help. Um, I don't feel like we're getting that help right now. And so him and I had a long conversation about it. You know, the other thing that's interesting to me, Philip, is um, when I, I feel like when I was younger, so let's say 20 years ago, 25 years ago, if you were going to go to a university, I felt like and you were going to get that degree, there's always going to be a situation where, like if you're going into engineering or architecture, K-State, on that diploma is going to hold more value and more, I mean, it's going to be more impressive than Fort Hay State. Or an online degree. Right, I suppose, right. Yeah. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think that you, when you look at all these these requirements for jobs, they want a, uh, they want a four-year degree. Yep. They don't give a shit where it's from. So you can now go to Fort Hay State, Emporia State, hell, even Wichita State, and it's like half the price of going to KU or K-State. KU or K-State's got to figure something out there because I know K-State's enrollment is the lowest it's been in 20 years. Well, you can go to Pitt State and take, or take State. one flat rate and yep. take as many hours as you can take. Like I think you, you pay for 12 hours and you can take 18 hours yep. or something like yep. that. It's But you it's can go to JUCOs. You reasonable. can go to trade schools. Um, I want to tell and you. You can make $90,000, $100,000 a year coming out of school. With some of these, because there's such a shortage right now, that they've got to find somebody, yep. and it's also changing the way. And you're probably seeing this because you're kind of in this. I've talked to a couple of HR people. This has completely changed the way they're what they're offering to start, and and how they're recruiting new employees to their companies because it's it's a serious problem right now. Well, the the fight in Salina over employees has gone gotten into more of a wage war than anything else and um and due to the pandemic i believe this due to it it drove the wages in salina up by three to four dollars on average for every employee in town so there's there's very few places you go have to go to work now and the the, you know they used to scream about the 15 dollar Look at the billboards all over town. Of Great Plains is hiring right now for sixteen to eighteen starting, and then they do review ninety days, ninety days. You know, you're going to make more than that. Yep. And um, you see this thing that they were griping about the minimum. Forget about that. But at the same time, don't you think in the in the whole end of things and everything's gone up and wages have gone up and like you said, the costs has got to go up for some of these things. And so gas goes up and it's then the cost of building a house is going to go up. So giving them 15, I don't think is any different than 12. If the, when you add in inflation and all that, of the way things keep going up now, 15 is better than 12. I understand that, but, but I'm still saying it's, it's a, it's a more of a wage war now than well, it is anything else. To me, it'll be interesting. We're talking about, you're talking about great planes. So I'm thinking about manufacturing just in general. Um, and I'm not saying that I don't think the wages should go up. I think it was due here in Salina for yeah. some time. Um, I'm glad to see it. I also know that means prices are going to go up. I'm not part. I'm not Jim Psaki and think that prices aren't going to go up, even though you know their costs are going up. But it's interesting. I mean, there's no doubt my groceries have have increased. I, I mean, think about it every week. I used to. I could go to the and get food for us and get everything we needed for under hundred bucks a week. Yeah. Last few weeks, I'm. 
we're, we haven't been around much. I haven't been buying near as much food. And it's still a hundred bucks. I'm buying half the food I'm that yeah. I was buying before. Well, the price of just meat in general is so high. It's, it's, you remember getting you ever buy beef jerky very much? Not anymore because it's the, like fifteen dollars a bag the, for like, well, like air. A, a quarter of a pound yeah. is like thirty seven bucks yeah. at Lowe's. Well, you, you know the price. You go in and look at the price of beef just in Dillon's, and it's just gone up astronomically. Well, um, I just think in these manufacturing jobs, I think at some point you're going to find that inflection point where. I don't need people. I'm just going to get robots and and there, I mean, there's a lot of that going to happen it, and I I truly believe this is going to happen in convenience stores too. So, it's not going to help our situation. No. But I, I guess that depends on if those people want to work or not that we're talking about and and I think right now they don't. So, I guess they'll still be happy, but um I mean, it's going to be a problem and and we've talked a lot uh, we've talked a little bit on this and this is the big topic and when you go watch those local candidates they talk about this in slime all the time with our housing issue yep so my topic i am i follow his facebook his his city commissioner facebook page and he had a post on there the other day i think it was yesterday actually about um the housing shortage in salina what i don't understand and what i asked him was there's no doubt there's a housing shortage. I mean, you can see the numbers, the prices of houses going up, the bidding wars people are getting into. Here, here was my question to him, and he had some interesting points. They were his opinions, nothing proven. But he, I said the, the population of Salina has not grown. When you look at the 2010 census and you look at the 2020 census, I think we went up like 100 people. Like it was very close. So if if the population of Salina is not growing, why do we? And they're still building houses. I mean, this this, Where did this addition, housing shortage come right from? by my house. I mean, they just built sixty houses in the last two years in this, in the development I'm living in right now. So if they're building hundreds of houses a year, but our population's not growing, they're not demolishing houses. Why are we in a housing shortage right now? I don't understand that. He did I make think some it's the value of the house, right? Uh, some of it would be, but I mean, still, people are paying ridiculous amount. I mean, they—I don't think they can afford some of the houses they're buying. So, uh, but they've got to have a place to live, and we keep talking about it. We've got all these apartment buildings they're getting ready to build because there are people, there are jobs in town that people can move here and work and get paid a very good wage to do so. Yep. But they don't have a place to live here right now. So I get that we have a problem. I just don't understand where the problem come came from. So I think some of the older houses have gotten to the point where these new people moving in just do not want to move into those houses or those neighborhoods. And I don't know. But, you, you're going to tear down a whole neighborhood? I don't know. But I think that's part of it because I, I have a couple of friends who've been out looking for houses, and they're probably in that 200 range, mm -hmm. 150 to 200 range. And um, – at that range, they're not buying the house that they think that they're mm -hmm. wanting. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. So there's not that that pay pay rate out there. But anyway, that's uh, yeah. No, there's definitely a problem right now. Um, I, I do see a lot more kids going to the trade schools. I do think that that's going to get better. Um, but we'll see. I I don't know. It's it's definitely you know those kids that we're talking about that were doing remote school i mean that a lot of those are still in school that was just last year so it'll be interesting to see yep. where that goes over the next four years you know the one of the one of the interesting numbers that i saw and i don't know how the numbers look like in salina but high school dropouts increased dramatically last year whenever there was you know when everything was done so you've got this whole list of kids who would have been seniors last year and probably a lot of juniors and sophomores too that ended up just completely dropping out of high school so you wonder where are those kids going to end up and do they are they losing that the soft skills the, you know the development of the soft skills not not necessarily yeah. always the hard skills and are they losing some of the their you know the mental health issues that they end up having and because it's just good for a kid to be in school basically yeah. you have all these that are dropping out and then what are they out doing it, um yeah. They're the lost ones, I think, and that you get to looking at. And Express knows more than I do in this. I mean, they pay a lot of people a lot of money to do this research, so I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not ready to say we have a lost generation yet, but I do feel like definitely last year was a lost year. And, and I'm going to yeah. make a comment that's going to be a little controversial here. <laughs> 
I absolutely 100% do not mean this towards any teacher whatsoever because <laughs> I would not have handled it well. And I know the tough situation they were put in saying, hey, everybody's going remote and having zero planning done towards that and having to figure out something that resembles education. So this comment that I'm about to make, I am not make I'm not saying anything negative towards any teacher whatsoever. But I really felt like last year was a lost year for those kids. I mean, when I saw some of the stuff that was happening at school and what was getting brought yeah. home and what they were doing, I mean, it was it was a joke. So, I, I it I, I'm I'm wondering if it's not going to lower the standards moving forward by losing that year. I hope not. Yeah. Well, um, do you see that the the, the I, I think the whole Big Twelve is done away with the ACT requirements and the you know se several requirements that were to be able to to be accepted into college just basically have dropped those. I don't know if it's the whole Big Twelve, probably just Oklahoma. But anyway, we just, <laughs> there's the the standards have already been lowered. Right. And um, this is one of the things now Express doesn't go across the board saying this is a lost generation because we have all these st these numbers and they did this poll among thousands of Americans and ask them all these questions. They're, they're saying this this um, has the possibility of being the And I would agree generation. with that. I would agree with Cause that. Then, because yeah. then in the end of the whole transcript that we've of the whole poll, it ends up saying, but how hopeful is America that we can turn this thing around? Right. And here's how we're going to do it. We're going to have to get these people back in and train them. We're going to yep. have to train differently. We're going to have to be more hands-on them. And employers themselves are going to have to say, we're going to have mentoring programs mm -hmm. rather than, you know, we're not going to be able to walk in and already know everything. Yep. And so that's what they said. There's a fix to this, yep. but everyone's going to have to change. Correct. Uh, because uh, I truly do think that. I think that the mentoring program that some of the companies have – is wonderful. Mm -hmm. it, just everybody hasn't opened that door yet. Right. And Great uh, Plains, uh, the marketing director, spoke at Ambux last week. Yeah. I was talking about some of the things they're doing, trying to recruit people because they've got this new factory coming online right. that eventually they're going to need four or 500 people. And and uh, he was talking a lot about some of the training that they're doing. You know, it used to be people were somewhat able to do things with their hands and understand yep. what they're doing. And they could hire them with a little bit of training, throw yep. them out there, and they would get the hang of it and do what they needed to do. And now with this newer generation, yep. they they don't have those skills. Soft they skin, get the frustrated yep. and they quit. Very So they were noticing you know, their turnover was getting higher. <laughs> so they're doing a lot more training now um, to, again, they're evolving with the situation right. that they've, the hand they've been dealt. You almost can't leave a kid doing just one thing because they're not going to stay. You got to <laughs> move them around. Let them do a little of this and a little of that. Whenever I first moved here, it's funny that you'd say how those kids don't. When I moved here, the human resources guys, and one of them being uh, Jim Jones out there at Great Plains, and and then and multiple other guys in the X side, they would say, "Hey, best best." best suited kid for this job is just a farm kid that understands hands-on right uh nuts and bolts and the you know just the things and the and he'll be sharp enough because he started at 14 doing things on the farm he'll be sharp enough he'll end up being a great employee well over the last <laughs> say five six years there aren't that many farm kids left no. that's the deal and th there's uh it, it's just that's where the change comes in our area even because even farming itself has become so industrialized that there's not and, – and everybody's moved to town. I, you just just aren't the same. I talk about it with my son. I, me and my brother used to change the transmission in our truck, did our own brakes, did little things, changed our own oil and all that kind of things. As much as I hate to say this, my son wouldn't have a clue. Nope. Not one red clue. Because yep. uh, once we, we got up here to town, and I've never had to take my transmission out since I got to Salina, and, and you know, and it just it's just different, and people are different, and you just have to teach them differently, I guess, is what we're all <laughs> trying to get to here. Yeah. Well, we are about at an hour. There's an, There was something else I thought was really important that we needed to talk about, and I'm going to have to figure out what it was. Here in a second. Let's see. Keep talking. 
Well, I did. I did see this. this is oh, your, I tell you, this Go is ahead. your daily Go reminder ahead. of how screwed up we are right now. I did see that the Taliban's official spokesperson still has an active Twitter account. All right, but the former president of the United States still remains banned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> isn't that joke? I said that I was walking Wrapping on the beach. That one. Right? Said I was walking on the beach a minute ago. Yep. Tell you what, I went to, just went my furthest so- south in Florida. Fort Myers, which is down, if you look on the map, you don't know where Fort Myers is at. It, it's directly across from Miami on the Gulf side, okay. basically. I walked two to three, four or five miles, something like we We did a lot of walking all day Saturday. Um, no, no, let's take that back. Sunday, I did a lot of walking and uh, had to change shirts twice. It was so hot. <laughs> just, just humid hot. Uh, in October, whatever that, yes, yeah, day before yesterday. Um, but we got Allegiant flights to this place, 49 bucks. Allegiant flights. Now, you can't say no to a trip to Florida for $49. When we got there, we stayed in a little bungalow type thing right on the right on the island, and it's $100 a night. So we went down there for my friend Mark and Amy's, Amy's birth, 50th birthday, and, uh, had a lot, had a good time. Never got in a car once we got there. Everything's in walking distance, so we walked up and down the beach. But something that I wish Salina had, and I, I, I guess I would think it would be successful, but it's always so much fun to go to these places that has live music mm-hmm. every night. I know it's different at the beach, and there's tons of people there, but right. I can't imagine a guy sitting in the corner playing great music. Would it keep people coming in your doors? And there's got to be enough musicians yeah. in Salina that – Two or three places in this town could have that going all the time. Uh, but we don't seem to do that in the Midwest. We don't seem to do it. Yeah. You know, even at, down at Grand Lake, I'm always frustrated because there's very rarely good music. But I'm telling you, just talent, talent, talent. Every place we went in was guys playing great well, I've, music. I've heard that this prickly pear uh, restaurant that's moving, that's setting up downtown, hopefully going to be open this Late winter, early spring, March time frame, something like that. Uh, they they've got that that plaza area that that's going to be a part of that restaurant and that they were going to oh, maybe good. try to have some some outdoor music there. You know, speakeasy just to the north of Lauren Quinn's flower shop. That one right there. I don't know where the flower shop. Uh, Jake is. Sharp, and then the flower yeah, it's right shop. by there. Yeah, okay, yeah, yep, okay. right yep. by there. Yep. So, um, you know, when when I was a kid, speakeasy used to be called JC's. Yeah. Um, best onion rings and chicken fingers you've ever had in your life. I miss that place. <laughs> but every Friday night on the patio, they had live music. Why wouldn't they still and do that? <laughs> they they set up a little gas grill out there and sold yeah. like dollar hamburgers, hot dogs, and every Friday night from four o'clock to one forty-five, it was packed, packed. And one guy playing live music, or do they have a whole band oh, sometimes? It depends. depends. Sometimes, yeah. Every place I went so. was just one guy. One guy on his guitar. You know, now they've got those things where that they they, they play the back of right. music for right. them. It's kind of cheating, yep. I think, but it is it is what it yep. is. But And the words to every song comes up just boom, boom, like on their little iPads right in front of them. But, but I'm telling you, it's a lot of fun to just it, – it truly makes me understand. You know, Allie mm-hmm. – um, Heigl, she uh, recently married Lonnie Heigl, but she her parents have a, a condo down there, yep. and so she was down there this weekend too. So we ran into her while we were down there, but she said it's like that for like two miles down the beach there, and it's it, I honestly know why they go there and retire. Mm-hmm. When you go there and look at it, and you'll go, makes perfect sense. Yep. If I could afford to come here, no state income tax, sell everything I own here whenever I'm old enough to retire and move there. For cheaper, the only thing you have to deal with is bad traffic and lots of people, I guess. Yeah. But, man, you talk about weather and food. and I'll talk about food next podcast because the food was unbelievable. Sounds delicious. <laughs> Speaking of food, my last question for you. Why can't we – and, and I, I tried to get the party ball going again. Didn't really get any traction on that, although it came up again in a conversation a couple weeks ago. But – why can't we get the number of hot dogs in a package to match the number of hot dog buns in a package of buns? Nobody can ever figure that out. <laughs> you can buy just bratwursts at four at a time and buy two packages, I guess. Ten hot dogs in a package, eight yep. buns in a package, or is it eight and ten? Eight and ten. Yep. Eight buns, yep. ten weenies. 
Maybe people like somebody likes doubling. So you got to buy it forty to, be... to even it up. So. Yep. Well, hey, thanks for listening to uh, the Kevin and Philip Project. Uh, we'll be back here in a couple weeks, and I will post some of those links to some of KSAL. those candidate forums and stuff on, yep. on KSAL. So please go look, check those out if you're going to vote, but you're not sure what you're going to do. And we'll be back in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.